The Italians are getting ready to launch the youngster to go for victory. Here go the Italians leading this one out. Ellen van Dijk is there. The sprint starts. Who is going to take it? A quick shake of the head. And on the wheel, it is Elisa Balsamo. Balsamo goes now. Elisa Balsamo launches for Italy. On her wheel is Mariana Voss. Elisa Balsamo. Mariana Voss on the line. Elisa Balsamo wins the world title. G'day legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift. We are back for another episode for the Tour de France Femmes. How good has the racing been? It's been incredible to watch. I was talking with some of my friends this week and I was trying to describe what the Tour de France uh, means to me in terms of the Tour de France Femmes. And it's kind of like when uh, your favourite TV show is bringing out a new season, you know, and you're really interested to see what the new characters are going to be, um, what's going to happen with the existing characters, what's the new storyline. There's so much new stuff that's going to occur and it's just really exciting. And, you know, there's so many more uh, riders that are on the big stage here that can put themselves forward, you know. Uh, who are the who are the Tim de Klerks of the Women's Peloton? Who are the breakaway specialists? Uh, we know the sprinters. Is there any emerging sprinters? Um, can anyone dethrone Vlam Vluten? Um, what happens in the crosswinds? Well, we saw that yesterday on stage two. So it's just so exciting. But anyway, today's guest, legends, today's guest. Now, regular listeners, which of course is everyone, they will know, you guys will know, that I love pro cycling. I consume it all. I'm on the Twitter every day. I'm on the Reddit every day. I'm watching every single race back to front. I just love it. I'm on the YouTube, the lot, okay? So when I get the opportunity to talk with the world road champion, Eliza Balsamo, I can't believe it. It is a real honor. And uh, yeah, it was something I was really looking forward to when I got the interview confirmed. Now, I have to say, I was actually pretty nervous for this one and I don't get nervous for anything. And uh, the reason why I was nervous is because I know that Eliza spoke really good English and I know that she also understands really good English, of course, but it doesn't mean she was, you know, she's still from another culture, you know, Italian and not fully Aussied up like I am. So I was really worried whether or not my questions and the tone and the manner of which I was going to ask them and how, you know, you guys know how I like to operate. I was worried if that would, you know, maybe she wouldn't understand how I was going with some of my questions. So... When we did the interview, at the time, I went to bed and I was like, oh, I wasn't really happy with this episode. I was like, I wish I had more time. I only had 20 minutes with the world champ. But um, upon editing this episode, I have to say I'm actually really proud of this one. It was a challenging app for me to do to try and get the most out of Eliza that I could for 20 minutes. But I'm pretty happy with it. I actually think it's a really good episode and I think that everyone's going to really enjoy this and uh, learn more about the world champ. And she does share some things in the in this episode that I don't think she's told anyone before. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and can appreciate um, that this one was a little more harder. You know, it's easy for me to talk with, uh, you know, Frain Dog, Plappy, um, Kel O'Brien, Wellsfield, all those guys. It's really easy for me to talk to them because, of course, it's, uh, you know, we get along and, and Aussie on Aussie, it's simple, right? So it's a little more challenging with... Um, a foreign European writer. So a huge shout out to Eliza Balsamo for coming on this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy this one. And uh, let me know while you're listening, share it on Instagram, send it to your mates. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. 
And um, yeah, but anyway, before we get stuck into the episode, just rambling along here, how about the official apparel partner of the podcast, Attacker Pro Cycling? I worked in the cycling apparel industry for about five years. I know everything there is to know about cycling kit and specifically its construction. And the Attacker stuff is the goods, trust me, okay? It is just unbelievable. The bib shorts are really, really good. Um, I'm a slight rider to say the least and um, I always felt that bib shorts that I've owned in the in the past like the the grippers on the legs would kind of slide up if you're sort of a climber sort of build Um, and one thing I've really liked about the attacker bib shorts is the actual gripper on the leg it's really really firm and really solid and the whole bib just feels like a compression garment it's really really nice but anyway remember if you want to get some and support the podcast Use the code CR-THEPRESSROOM, all capitals, and you get 15% off and you'll look like an absolute mad dog. Okay, legends, with that, it's time to get stuck into the episode with the world champion, the most high-profile guest on the women's side that I've had on the potty. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get stuck in. Hello. Hi. Hey, Eliza, how are you? Fine, thanks. That's good, good. Thanks for um, coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you. So where are you at the moment? Uh, I'm in mountain for uh, for time, uh, for some um, training, altitude training. Uh-huh. And yes, I'll come back uh, home tomorrow. Okay, so not your house? No, no, I'm not in my house, no. Oh, okay. What, what's the room you're in at the moment? Uh, we rent an apartment for one week here, and so oh. uh, this is the apartment. Okay. Is it the same one every time? Uh, no, it's the first time, uh, it's the first time I, I come here. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, okay. <laughs> it's the oh. new one. Have you, um, Eliza, have you ever been to Australia? Uh, yes. I I came in Australia, I think, two years ago for yeah. a trek uh, workup in Brisbane. Ah, nice. Okay, in the Anamirs. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe uh, maybe next year you'll be able to race at the Tour Down Under. Uh, I don't know. We we already don't have an idea of the calendar of next year, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very popular race here, from what I've told. A lot of people want to <laughs> want to race it. Yes. Mm. So, Eliza, you've just been to the Giro Giro Donna. Um, you had a great race there, and I wondered what was your favorite moment of that race. Um, I think. My favorite moment was when I won uh, the second stage and in the moment that I put my arm in the sky, I understand that the next day I will wear the pink jersey. And so it was amazing. My teammate did a great job the whole day and it was amazing. Yes, of course, I think the best uh, moment. That's pretty special. That's pretty special because you're the national Italian champ as well as, of course, being the world champion. And then you had the pink jersey. So you've got like three jerseys in one. <laughs> that must yes. have felt pretty special. Yes, it, it, it was special. Uh, it was my first Giro. And, uh, yes, wearing the pink jersey is 
always amazing and I think it's a dream for every cyclist, especially Italian cyclists. And so it was a perfect day. Mm. Are you a bit sad that you can't wear the Italian national champs jersey? Um, uh, I know that the rainbow jersey is a very important jersey, so I'm very proud mm. and uh, and so it's okay. I I have the Italian jersey in my heart, so it's okay. Ah, very, very good. Very good. When you get the pink jersey at the race, obviously you don't keep it for the whole race. Um, eventually, Anamique went on to take it and, and win the race overall. But do you get like the jersey that you get given on the podium, so the first one, is that the one you race in the next day? Uh, no, no, because uh, it's only the podium jersey. Mm. So they they give you another one uh, for the for the race. Yes. Mm, okay, and they, but they don't just give you one jersey, right? Do they give you like gloves and socks and all that sorts of stuff? Uh, no, uh, my team uh, had all the other stuff like clothes, helmet, uh, yeah. um, uh, glasses, and socks and everything <laughs> okay and do you still like will you keep all that stuff we keep the jersey we keep the gloves like uh i think that every team bring with them all the stuff for the pink jersey because everyone hope to wear the yeah the, the leader jersey and so it's okay and also for the sponsor is a big opportunity to show to everyone uh, uh their uh, uh, object in pink and yeah. so it's nice. Okay, that's cool. All right. So with the World Championship jersey, it's obviously awesome. It must feel amazing to wear that uh, this year. And when I'm watching you race and I'm watching the women's peloton race, you just look like a baller rolling around in the World Championships jersey, like a boss. So does that give you like extra confidence when you're riding around with that jersey? Um, of course, after the win in the world championship, uh, I was, I, I'm, I'm now more, um, um, conscious of my power of my strength. Uh, but, uh, yes, as I said before, for me, wearing the rainbow jersey during the race is I don't know, like uh, like I have the team jersey because uh, when you are riding full gas, you don't think about the jersey that you are wearing. So mm. uh, maybe it's more difficult before or after the race because you have a lot of pressure and mm. a lot of stuff to do. Uh, I don't know, interview or photos or... Uh, uh, <laughs> but during the race, uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's like uh, another jersey. You, you, you don't remember that you wear this jersey. Mm, okay. Do you feel like, do you still get, uh, like, do you get nervous before a race? Uh, yes, I think it's normal for everyone to be a little bit stressed, but um, um, I'm working hard also to try to enjoy every race with this rainbow jersey. And so uh, I really want to start uh, not relaxed, but uh, like, okay, uh, I love cycling and uh, I really like my team. I want to enjoy this race and try to do my best. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So with the world championship jersey, this is what I've always wondered. Now, if I was world champion in anything, whether it's 
cycling, um, cooking, I don't know. But if I was world champion, I would want world championship everything, world championship bed sheets, world championship pyjamas, and world championship phone case. I wonder, do you have anything that's not cycling that has the rainbow bands on it? Um, I think I have only two things. Okay. One is the phone uh, case. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the other one is the tattoo. But uh, oh. yes. Yeah. Uh, and the the picture is the same of the tattoo and uh, of the phone uh, case. Is oh. the it's not a rainbow, but is a unicorn with uh, a lot of uh, I don't know. Um, a lot of things inside, not only the rainbow or uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a dream and believing in dream and stuff like that. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's a good one. Tattoo, very yeah. good. With, uh, oh, that's right. I just wanted to ask, when you guys were in the Giro, you had a great team, like you said, Trek, just a super team uh, on the women's and the men's side as well. And I wondered, when you're at the Giro, is there anyone, was there any particular one in the in your team who was like, uh, who was the joker of the group while you were on the tour? Was there someone who was like, who's really funny in the bunch or in your team? Or is there someone that's maybe super serious, always focused? Is there that kind of dynamic in the team? Uh, but I have to say that I really like and enjoy my team. Uh, we were a very strong team in Giro and we had a lot of fun, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, we are a, 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 a good group and I, I felt welcome from the first day. So um, I really like all, all my teammates and also the staff is amazing. They... They work very hard uh, for us, but um, I have to say that the atmosphere was great. Mm. Uh, every day um, after the race, everyone was relaxed, and uh, uh, even if we won or we lose or we did some mistake, but uh, uh, maybe we speak together to try to improve. But uh, I have to say that uh, I really enjoy my team. Mm, yeah it's a great team i have to say i'm a big fan of trek because trek always come to the party when i uh ask them for writer interviews so (laughs) i've got got to talk with you and um ellen of course i talked to her before paris roubaix i think two days before okay so the tour de france is coming up i wondered i wondered eliza i've got a mixed reviews about the tour when i've talked to other women professional cyclists um about like its prestige so some women that i've talked to have been uh, really excited to race it and just and to them it's the biggest race they can do others have said that they're not as hyped up about or they don't see it um as that prestigious of a race because maybe they they're more focused on other races and i wondered what does the tour de france femmes like mean to you do you put that race on like the top of the tree in terms of like prestige and ones that you'd like to perform well at? Uh, of course, I think that is 
a very important race in our uh, calendar and I'm very proud to be part of the team in the Tour de France fam and I'm also very happy to race. Mm. Uh, of course, it's not, it's not going to be an easy one because uh, uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard and everyone wants to win the first Tour de France fam after a lot of years and everyone wants to wear also the yellow jersey because it's so prestigious and mm. Um, uh, is the goal of every team but uh, um, I think I had uh, a very good season till uh, now and so uh, of course uh, I I have some goals in the Tour de France but mm. I also want to enjoy and try to help my team uh, with the GC and uh, uh, try to have fun in uh, every stages because uh, I think that there will be a lot of crowd on the roads and oh, it yeah. will be amazing also for this yeah that'll be hectic imagine that first stage on the champs yeah. days like yes. that's gonna be uh-huh. amazing the crowds yes. <laughs> <laughs> now do you got i think you start under the eiffel tower or near the eiffel uh, tower yes 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 wow that's pretty cool amazing to race a bike there mm-hmm. really cool so what about this eliza when you go to um uh when you go to a grand tour say like the Giro or the tour what are you bringing from home that you're taking with you every day um of course my teddy bear <laughs> oh really I al- <laughs> yes <laughs> i always have my teddy bear with me uh, since i was a child and so uh he, he always come to to the races with me and uh, and then uh, all the other stuff that every cyclist has in uh, uh, his suitcase, of okay. course. Okay. Do you take your own, like, coffee setup? I've heard a lot of that from my guests. No, uh, no, no. No. Okay. Uh, okay. No. you just Now, what's the teddy bear's name? Sorry? What is the teddy? What's the name of the teddy bear? Ah, okay. Bow. Bow. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Does that mean anything? No, um, no. When I was a child, I I gave him uh, this name and so. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's the same bear since you were young. Yes. Wow. Jeez, he's lived. He or she's lived a great life. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you're not uh, at a race, okay, so you're just at home. You're doing your training. Maybe you've got a day off, whatever you're doing. When you're having breakfast, can you walk us through? What's your ritual? I want to know what your routine is when you're having breakfast. Like, say, for example, when I get up in the morning, I make myself a coffee and I like to have a cup of oats, right? But then I have another cup that has the crunchy granola bits in it and I kind of tip that in. But That's my okay. ritual. And I want to know what yours is. Uh, okay. Um I think that um, my reader is to put a lot of jam on the bread, like uh, not bread with jam, but jam with bread. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, really? So, but what what type of jam? Uh, My mom and my dad uh, made um, home jam and so uh, yes i really like apricot or peach or also lemon and uh, yes they really? are very 
very good because they are homemade and so it's perfect. Love it. Okay. And then this bread that is somehow in between the jelly, um, the <laughs> jam, what type of bread? Is it like a like a sourdough or like a thin slice? What are we talking here? Uh, yes, a thin slice of, uh, of bread. Uh, it depends of the day, maybe cereal or uh, normal bread. bread uh, it mm. depends. Okay, okay, fair enough. Well, I like that. We found out the secret weapon uh, to <laughs> Elizabeth Samo. It's the jam. But I didn't know there was a thing. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing as lemon jam. Is it still sweet? Yes, yes. It's very nice. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I've got a lemon tree out the back, but it's only small. So oh, okay. maybe when it grows, I'll be able to um, make some jam. Okay. This is what else I wanted to know. Okay. Now you've had, um, you've had a great season. Last year was terrific as well, but there's many races that you haven't won yet, Eliza. Now, not counting the Tour de France, is there another race that you haven't won that you really would like to win next year? Uh, I don't know. I think Flandren. I oh, really yeah. like this race and I know that is a very hard one and maybe uh, I can grow up a little bit next year and try to, mm. to go on the podium. Mm, okay. And what about, what about Roubaix? <laughs> uh, I like Roubaix. Uh, but um, I think that is a very hard race and maybe I need some years to train training well for this race, of course. Yeah, okay. Is it I, I asked I asked Ellen this, your teammate, is it scary, Roubaix, when you're on the start line? Um I have to say that it's scary if it's wet. Oh. But uh, if it's dry, it's okay. It's not yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, that first edition was hectic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, Eliza, I want to wish you um, good luck for the Tour de France fans. And um, thank you. A big thank you to you for coming on the podcast. And I have a lot of Australian listeners, Eliza. So okay. there's a big fan base for you here. So hopefully. <laughs> Um, we'll get to see you at the World Championships, perhaps. Okay, okay. I really hope to see you uh, in uh, Australia, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eliza. Thank you so much. Take care. And good luck. Thank you. Bye. Alright legends, that's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. A big thank you to Eliza Balsamo, the world champion, for coming on the Press Room Potty just days before the Tour de France fans. And a big thank you to Paolo from Trek Segafredo and all the team there. It was really, really nice uh, that they could work with me to get Eliza on the show. I was really, really stoked with that and I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. So thank you Paolo and you know what my friend, if you're listening... Mads Pedersen is next. I want Mads. want him on the podcast, so I'm coming for you. But anyway, legends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to leave a review uh, of the potty. I really appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Uh, tell someone about it. And we'll be back really soon with another episode of the Press Room Potty presented by Zwift. All right, legends. See you soon.